0: America Meditating Radio Show, we collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts 24-7. Hi, I'm Sister Jenna. Join me and guest on Blog Talk Radio as we amplify stories that compel us to be more for ourselves and everyone else around us. Hello everyone, this is Sister Jenna from the America Meditating Radio, and I'm excited to introduce to you Meditate the Vote. It's going to be a national campaign, and what we're asking for all of you to join us with is to raise the bar of conversation, try to see in what way we can change our interpretation about who we are, what we are, and perhaps the direction in which we want this country to go in. Regardless of whoever becomes the next president in 2017, we are still responsible for the way that we want to move our lives. So could you join me and an alliance of friends around the country to meditate the vote? Go to americameditating.org, press on Events, Meditate the Vote, and you'll be able to get a whole bunch of information. So join us, because I, Sister Jenna, meditate the vote. He ran for state office and was beaten started a business and failed, ran for Congress, and lost. But thankfully, Abraham Lincoln didn't give up. Persistence. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hello,
1: everyone,
0: and welcome to America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister China, and we're broadcasting from the beautiful Meditation Museum in the nation's capital. We recently had hip-hop poet Jay Ivy in the house. And I have to tell you, please go to meditationmuseum.org and click on our live stream to capture some of the tidbits of this incredible conversation I had last night with this incredible young man. Talk about brilliance and perseverance and clarity and cleanliness. This kid has got it. So please do support him. I just love the work that he's doing. And here we have, for the first time, the first woman presidential nominee, Hillary Clinton. So, We are moving towards a a time of national and global acceptance because if we don't, I don't know how we'll ever prove that we actually came from God. Uh, I don't think it's going to be possible. The shootings that happened in Orlando recently where an individual who definitely was suffering with waste thoughts in his own mind went into a gay bar and took the lives of many. So for Father's Day, there were just too many children who will not be wishing their fathers a happy Father's Day. And so to them we take a moment of silence and spread these pure feelings and good wishes to all. I think that for many of us, I mean, we aim, we aim to reach a point in our lives and in our global story and national story that there's just no more of this kind of conversation that, we're searching towards elevating our own lives and our own stories and everyone else around us. And I remembered being on a platform, I think it was at the Coast Guards, and we were discussing about really the paradise, you know, the world becoming a place where there's just no more of this hatred and, and, and hate and, and violence. And then I said, well, what would we do if there wasn't any of that happening? You know, just think about it. But I do believe that we are being called. We're being called to listen to listen to each other more i think when somebody feels that they're not listened or heard then all of that bottled up pain and energy that they are walking around with comes out in very unique ways such as going into a gay night nightclub saturday or sunday early morning and just taking the lives of people without a reason so these bottled up feelings are making us ill and we are definitely needing to be heard The world is governed by the few voices of people in influential positions and positions of power that are trying to brainwash us and tell us how to think, how to feel what we need and what we don't need. But when we turn inside of our own hearts, our heart will not lie that we want to be loved and we want to give love. We wish to be respected and we must give back over and over again senseless acts of violence are calling many of us who might not be physically affected by that violence, but to raise the awareness of a spiritual call that all souls matter. Not only gay souls, not only black souls, not only Indian souls, not only transgender souls, not only the rich or the poor, but all souls matter. We are being called to raise within our own beings, to listen, to listen to what your thoughts are telling you, to listen to those around you, to listen to the vibes, the intention, the heart of another, so that we can elevate their lives through our ability to listen of their own. Well, thank you for joining us on the america meditating stay tuned we're going to have the incredible sarada chiravulu and she's going to be talking about her spiritual calling and a journey towards consciousness and why that's so important and as we were talking about acceptance in the earlier part of the show I'd just like to play something for your meditation on the power of acceptance i hope you'll enjoy it from my off to work cd breathe in Acceptance is moving on. I sit here in this present moment and pause to become still on the inside. Gently I allow the situation in my life currently to find the space of acceptance as it naturally emerges. I acknowledge the experience as part of the soul's journey and all experiences of life have brought me here to this very moment of inner acceptance. I accept. I let go. And I know I cannot change the past. In my acceptance, my heart expands and I'm open invite more love into my present and for my future. I'm not trapped in the pain or unfulfilled expectations, but I'm free. I'm free to move on and I trust the lesson learned as I embrace the fruit of experience. I, the soul, remain grateful. I accept. I breathe. I move on with gentle acceptance. I am healed. Welcome back. That was Sanatam Kaur, Egon Kaur, and would definitely like to remind everyone she's got a new book out, The Original Light, so do look for that. We're proud to welcome Sarada Chiravalu, left a pharmaceutical career to pursue her spiritual calling. Sarada set out on a unique journey that has taken her towards attaining realization of self or enlightenment through many years of deep meditation. Sarada dedicates her time to various philanthropic pursuits and various forms of social service where she can make a difference. And she is the author of Home at Last, A Journey Towards Higher Consciousness. And today we're very proud to welcome Sarada. Hello and welcome.
1: Yes, uh, good morning, uh, Sister Jenna. I am so happy to be here on your radio show. Very pleased to be talking to you.
0: So when you're a pharmaceutical person uh, at the shop and you're putting in pills upon pills upon pills upon pills... Perhaps you're seeing the same, same customers day in, day out, and you're like, what is it? What is it? Was it whilst you were behind the counter doing all of that, you were thinking, what is life about? Is it really just about popping pills and being sick and trying What is it that got you into moving more towards your spiritual calling, Sarada?
1: First, let me just to clarify. My pharmaceutical career means that I wasn't distributing pills or I'm not in pharmacy per se. I was doing a research and development in a medical uh, device uh, area inventing new uh, instruments and etc to uh, use, can be used in the for, in hospitals and and different locations where you do all these blood tests and things like that that nature yeah i uh, was uh, working many years In uh, hospitals, and later I switched into medical pharmaceutical companies. What happened when I say calling is uh, something takes a turn, you know, in an individual's life when one is ready in their evolutionary stage of their life. Perhaps. That's what happened to me. It's a turning point where you feel what you're doing and what you're facing, what your daily life is no longer something that you're satisfied with or something that you want to do any longer. And so when I say calling, there's something deep yearning for something more that you want to do. I mean, though everything is perfect in your life, everything seems to be... I mean, I had a great job, a family life, a husband, children, normal life, you know? And there's nothing I could complain about about, but yet there is something deep down that was not right I could feel it and there was something deep down that is looking for something more than what I was doing something more there is this feeling of what I'm doing is no longer exciting for me no longer want to continue with what I'm doing so that's something of that nature had developed in me all of a sudden that's when I called it uh, in my book I named it as uh, some you know calling uh, divine calling perhaps uh, hey it's time for you to do something different. Then I started uh, uh, all of a sudden. Well, I have been meditating for a while, uh, even then. And uh, my meditations were getting deeper and deeper. And this is what had happened. A sort of uh, dislike, a sort of disinclination toward all sorts of worldly pleasures or worldly doings. You know, no longer wanted to be part of that for me. That's what Mm -hmm. happened. So I decided to, you know, just like that, want to follow. What's going on? And rather than, you know, going to work every day and doing my routine every day, you know, or getting a paycheck every month, whatever, just didn't matter to me anymore. I didn't want that anymore. Okay, so I gave my resignation just like that. And I pursued oh. what I wanted to pursue, which is my deep meditations and uh, See where that would take me. That's what happened.
0: I'm going to pull the cultural card because as an Indian, you, you know, there are certain things that you just have to keep staying true to, right? And then uh-huh. when you start to think outside of that box, were your members of your family concerned about your choice and decision or were they supportive? Because when we shift from the world of what seems to be safe, To the world of the unknown, and we're not quite sure where it's going to get us, family members and friends do get concerned. Did you bump into any of that sort of a vibe from your (laughs) family? Yeah, that's a good question, (laughs)
1: yes. You know, fortunately, not so much so. I perhaps mainly because I didn't express all these feelings or all these issues that are going within me to anyone, not even to my husband. And my children, of course, were grown, and they were in college, and they left. They're not too much into all this, naturally. They're in their own journey, everybody. Even my husband, for that matter, he's in his own journey, he's working still. They were not totally concerned about me because I didn't really express all these feelings to them. I would continue the way it is, and then, of course, they were wondering why I gave up, and my husband, I did mention to him that, that I, I didn't really like my job any longer. I didn't want to continue anymore. I want to do something else and perhaps continue with my meditations much more longer, and it would entail a lot more time on my part, and he understood. could be because, you know, some people, uh, some spouses they do understand and maybe because they're also in that way of thinking perhaps my spouse was which he never expresses it but perhaps he was and he understood what i was going through without even asking too many questions or me having to explain because he knows i meditate a lot and he knows i'm into a lot of this type of uh, journey uh, going to you know retreats and going to discourses and things like that. i've been doing anyway for a while like my life is turning toward more uh, those type of things rather than just going to job and socializing and coming home and, you know, the routine type of things. So that's what I mean by uh, taking a turn in my life. I, I was no Beautiful. longer interested in any of those things. And even socializing for that matter, I- everything drops all of a sudden, you know.
0: Don't you just hate that? I mean, where everybody starts at <laughs> <with interesting.
1: laughs> one time, you know, I was being depressed. Yeah, I think about that because even like <laughs> with you, you know, when you do start, and I think this is something that
0: needs to be addressed at some point because a lot of individuals who have what I would say start to wake up or come into their calling or having their spiritual aha start to actually experience that the world of Consciousness that they were living in is no longer sustaining or supporting who they are. But the thing is, sometimes there isn't anywhere or any other sort of a community that they can turn to that can support that feeling as well as to mm-hmm. communicate what they're going through to their friends and family. So I can understand when you're saying that you weren't sure if you were getting depressed, if you're just getting crazy, or if you're just going getting out of it. But I think that mm-hmm. it must be part of the pressure or the process, rather. It's sort of like when you leave your body and you enter the womb, You're in that incubated state for a few months, and then you come back out and you live. And I think that when we are waking up and when we are responding to the call, that's what's happening, and we need to find the languaging to be able to communicate it to our family because then after a while, they start to kind of disrespect the path of waking up, and they themselves are never quite sure if this is a good thing or a bad thing. So I want to turn to your book because in your book, Home at Last, you explain specific landmarks that we encounter during the journey toward enlightenment. Could you share with our listeners a little bit about the book and what are some of the landmarks that you have experienced on the
1: journey, in essence? Sure. It's just that when I said some landmarks, after a while then when I started uh, meditating much, you know, in a higher depth and higher level, and the time I was meditating increased tremendously, you know, two, three hours gone in my daily routine and everything, to be in that tranquility, to be in that, you know, absolute silence, I used to enjoy that so much. And then at the same time, I I noticed a lot of things that I wanted to share later on at some point with people. And that's why actually I pointed out a lot of these signposts. You know, when, when you call awakening, that inner energy awakens, and you're trying to bring that up, to unite with the cosmic consciousness or oneness, or there's so many terms you can use in this day and age, and different books you say differently. You go through a process, your physical aspect of the body and the nervous system, they sort of react to that high amount of energy that's been awakened. So it's not an easy task. At the same time, it's uh, something that you are fully aware and fully all conscious of, and yet you continue doing what you're doing because knowing anything that would happen will subside eventually that uh, divine has you know tools within you that would take care of you and that's the attitude i went with and i can feel that energy the frequency and the movement between each chakra or more so in my forehead you know when it's reaching higher and higher, bringing the energy. Sometimes, uh, the forehead and between two eyebrows, uh, the Agna is vibrating tremendously to a point where it's a uh, pressure. There's this, this uh, steady pressure is there. Not so much to a point where it's uncomfortable, but I can feel it. That that pressure is it's acting. It's it's doing something. It's it's trying to join. You know, much higher level. The energy is moving continuously. That's what I mean by when you can feel each place where the vibration is you no know, movement and everything. And the pressure and the nervous system acting up strangely. And uh, you feel pain in certain areas. So you feel uncomfort. And then when you're, all this happening when you're meditating initially, you know, because uh, something new is happening with you. And I used to stop my meditations at times and walk around. And what what is going on? I was unaware of all these. I mean, uh, later I found out it's due to my deep meditation. It's, it's uh, finally is uh, taking its movement to to the right direction. So I need to be patient. I need to continue my meditations. That's how I felt. So there are quite a few of that nature I did uh, indicate in my book. I mean, I, I wouldn't wanna. Label all of them right now. But when I say signpost, so the people out there that are meditators that are doing a lot of things with themselves, it'll be helpful for them to know what does that entail going toward a higher state of consciousness. What does that mean? What does it mean by self-realization? What does it mean by realizing your own divinity within? You know what happens, and how do you bring that energy that's awakened eventually to unite with that oneness? You know that, and then you experience that oneness of this existence, the unification of everything that is. You know, that's what I uh, wrote
0: about. Beautiful. Um, You know, and I think this is where when you start to experience these subtle experiences, they're hard to decode because they're so, I wouldn't say they're abstract. I think they're more connected to the original divine qualities of the soul, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and they love? express it yeah. differently
1: with different people, you know. It depends on the institution of each soul, each individual, you know, and your background and your way of thinking, way of life, and what you have been doing in your previous experiences, in your previous lives, whatever. I don't like to use that in right. previous lives because life is a total experience that we go through over and over and over until we make it a perfection and that's when uh, we call a journey in your evolutionary journey when you're ready to experience this this stage Mm -hmm. in your life you know and that that is given by divine or given given by the indication it comes with grace Mm -hmm. that's what i feel that happened to me you know okay you're ready go on you know move move (laughs) forward (laughs)
0: What is Sarada's best vision for herself right now, a vision that can make the world and especially America a better place at this time?
1: You know, my vision is I wish that a lot of people meditate more and, and try to find that inner divinity within and because we're all one. And uh, it's just I think we all have forgotten what it is like and we covered up with this so-called ego or what layers and layers of, uh, you know, conditioned way of being. And we became something. Instead of being the way we're supposed to be, we became something else, you know. So we have to go back to that by re- I think uh, touching that within the divinity within. And if everyone can do that, we could uh, avoid a lot of these things that are happening and, uh, you know, kind of like make the world better. Each individual Beautiful. self-realizes or each individual feels that experience. Then you know that more togetherness, more love, more oneness will be cherished. Beautiful. Less <laughs> violence, less problems, less jealousy, or all sorts of things we, we live with, all the challenges we live with. Everything can be subsided and it could be much more peacefulness can develop, you know, and broaden the life uh, of the world with that. Isn't that why all these sages and teachers come about and trying to elevate each uh, individual to do this, do that, and come to meditate, learn how to do that, do the yogas? Why do we do all these things? Because of that reason. Mm, uh, Eventually, finding out that peace that everybody can feel. And then uh, get a feel for that larger slice of life, you know, enhance your awareness and perception so that we can live in this world, but in a better and much higher capacity. That's what it's all about. That's what I see moving forward. You know? I get that.
0: Beautiful. Now, leave us with a website that our listeners can get a copy of your book.
1: Yes, definitely. And also they can get a copy in the, through distributors, any of the Ingram, New Leaf, any of the distributors, White Cloud Press, they can contact them, they can get a copy of that, Bonds and Nobles and Amazon, anywhere. It's, a, it's nationwide. The book is nationwide, it's doing very well, being helpful to a lot of those people that are out there. And they call me sometimes, they contact me in my webpage, you know, and uh, my emails. And I've been giving a lot of talks and a lot of uh, insights of my own journey, how wonderful it is uh, to be there. So if I can help Mm -hmm. one, that's good enough for me, you know. A small group, that's good enough. You're doing something with yourself and you're trying to share. Love it,
0: love it. Sarada, thank (laughs) you so much for joining us on the air today and all the very best.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Uh, Jenna. I uh, really loved it and I'm so thankful for you to have me on your show. Sure.
0: All the best. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Don't you just love the spiritual awakenings that we go through and also the journey of how others interpret what we are shifting? You know, we're all going to shift. Some of us shift in a very deeply introspective way and some of us shift and just go wild and crazy on the outside, but we're shifting, always shifting. I hope you've enjoyed our conversation with Sarada Chiravilla. And to find out more about her book, go to home.com at last, by Serada.com. Please, my friends, remember to join us on the Meditate the Vote initiative. Come on, we want you to get engaged in this conversation. We need to amplify the awareness of this country. We want you to be able to listen to each other more. We want you to make more conscientious choices because to vote is to choose, and we choose a lot of different things, not just a presidential candidate, but we choose how we think and we choose how we speak and we choose uh, how we dress. So please join us on Meditate the Vote and send me your video. I so-and-so meditate the vote because so-and-so Serata. Send us your video that I meditate the vote because I'm home at last. And tweet that out to Meditate the Vote and also to our Facebook. Dear friends, be kind to each other. And remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And we are here to love each other the same So let us amplify love in our world. And the music that I will be playing is from NAMU and again dedicated to the victims in Orlando. Take care, everyone.